just wanted to talk about the deep, calling into deep. Um, and it's just going, it's just going deeper and deeper, but, um, mm. getting sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading, getting sensitive to Him inside of you, that, that deep well, that deep hungering and thirsting and There's only a very few times when I've like tapped into a, a, a depth of of hunger and thirst. And it wasn't even really a hunger and thirst, it was like a I could feel the pull from from the deepest part of my spirit. And um the exponential fruit that happens from from following the Spirit in general, but you just get deeper and deeper and deeper into Him, deeper ecstasy, you get into deeper, deeper callings and yearnings and longings, because you let go of that next level that just allows you to be that much more sensitive. One time, it was just super crazy to me. Um, it was like a leading from from the deepest place inside of me I'd ever had, and it was actually it was a two part leading. And the first part was um to watch the second to watch My Little Pony, which ended up being all about everyone becoming one all of her, all of her and her friends becoming one to to make this light this rainbow basically that shot and defeated the enemy which was just a deceived sister and um, and the whole the title i think of the whole thing it was the second episode was called harmonizing And I was like, whoa, that was cool. <laughs> but then, <laughs> then I had like another deep leading. And it was to watch, um, it was to watch, um, Joshua Mills. And so I just put on whatever was on, and the first thing he said, was harmonizing with heaven. And um, when Brandon and I were first dating, uh, I had this experience where we were fasting like every other day. And the wattage of, of the electricity of the spirit that went started going through me was so intense, I couldn't physically open my hand. It was like stuck like this. Like, I don't know if you've ever put one of those like muscle vibrators on your arm. You can amp up the wattage to where like you can't open your hand. And that's what it was. And it was completely on the Holy Spirit. 
um, we were at a church service, and then as, I was like, ah! And as, but as soon as I laid my hand on someone, that wattage released into them. So this is like, that was when we were first dating, so this was this year that this happened. Well, last year now, because of 2019. Um, where I just, I followed that deep leading, and then, um, and then when I was watching Joshua Mills, like, so, I know that, like, because, because it was harmonizing and harmonizing, not only was my faith, I, I followed the deep leading, but then my faith level was, like, just blasted out. But it got so intense inside of me um, that it was very similar to that very first. And I, you know, I wasn't fasting like we were in the beginning. Um, but it was literally that long, it's been that long since I've had that intense, like it's been 10 years. Um, and when you respond to the Holy Spirit's leading when you obey, even when, even when you get it wrong, but it's done out of like an act of faith, it's, it's like, I used to make decisions based on doubt, like, oh, the Holy Spirit's leading me this way, I think I'm going to test it and doubt it instead, like, yeah, there was grace for that, but there's way more fruit on taking a faith step into the leading of the Holy Spirit rather than a doubt step in, uh, like, to test the Holy Spirit. It was way more fruit. Um, and then you, and then it, it just, every experience causes you to grow with the Holy Spirit. And there's just so much grace for learning where His leading is. Um, and the, when, when that deep calls unto deep, Whenever, yeah, it's just like, it's just like exponential growth when you just follow the Holy Spirit and when you just fall in love and it's so nice and yet it amped up so quickly. Like, like that whole thing where a thousand days work can be done in one day. Yeah, that's what's, that's what starts happening. And I remember when I, when I first started dating, one of the first things Brandon and I did together was we read 50 psalms out loud in a row. I literally like got baptized in fire. I started shaking to the point where I couldn't hold the Bible, and for three days that was buzzing. Um, and... Spirit is like Christ inside of you. 
and start experiencing him and start playing with him and start walking with him it's just it it amps up so quickly as you do that and as you let go and you yield to to, to what he's asking you to let go of as you yield to the, and the more you let go of the more sensitive you become to him because you just let go of that 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 extra veil. It's like veil upon veil upon veil. And as one veil comes off, you see him more clearly. And each time you see him more clearly, you become more sensitive to him and his heart and where he's going. Mm. It's just so much fun. So much fun. So much fun. So expert so exponentially explosive. <laughs> You've had fun over the years, Penny? Oh, yeah. Is this the best season you've ever had with me? Mm-hmm. It's definitely the craziest season we've ever, like, We've been growing in the holy, like, each, each season was just like, wow, that's crazy, but like, and... Crazy because of the glory? Crazy because of the glory, and yet... And so we'd have, you know, we did conferences in the past, I'd be drunk for six days straight. You know, lots and lots and lots and lots of drunken glory. But in this season, like, every experience I ever had... Every single experience I ever had got blown out of the water and a completely different grid came in. A complete, like, everything I ever understood, all of a sudden I know nothing. And it's almost like every day becomes like a, what is happening? <laughs> what is happening today? Um, every day is just like, almost like brains so blasted that yesterday you have to let go of what happened yesterday because today is a completely new day and we're like moving unto that whole a thousand you know thousand days work done in one day like it's such new levels of glory and new levels of understanding but also like it's blasting so, it's literally blasting so much that today I, 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 I know nothing. Like I'm continually getting brain busted of my last experience into we're going, going into something new and going into something new, we're going into something new, we're going into something new and if, and it's, so it's exponentially forcing the let go of, of the last thing like every day, even multiple moments during the day where it's like if, if you want to go deeper you're going to have to let go of your last piece of bread because I have a new piece of bread, I have a new cup of wine and this one, that one might have been laced but this one is like laced and crack and like you want to go into the next levels of the, the best things. Glory to glory requires a continuous letting go. Yeah. And starting over as little children that know nothing, every degree, you start from scratch. The cocooning of metamorphosis is actually the sacrifice of every glorious thing.
from last season. And it's used as fuel in your heart to burn you into a greater glory. So the greater your glory, the more your faith has been authored and perfected, which is your mind yielding to the invisible God. It's the surrendering of your mind that causes transfiguration. There is a depth of sanctification that is unknown to you. You need to understand that. You need to come to a place of being constantly teachable, even in the glory, even in all the revelations. To be a little child that's innocent and pure is to be the Messiah. Or, I have a clean slate from Abba Father. I'm not going to let anything that I've learned in the past prevent me from my Father doing a new thing in me and through me today. The tree of life is always growing in our hearts. Pride is your greatest enemy. Pride is the existence of the fallen angels working in your life. And so everyone's got demonic influence. I mean, just everyone. You're not going to find a person down here who doesn't have demonic influence. I mean, it's crazy the amount of backbiting, gossip, betrayal, disobedience amongst the people in the glory of God. It's almost worse in the glory because the glory is like, well, I must be right with God because I feel His presence and they just total disobedience. A lot of times the external glory people take as a stamp of a, a, approval that your behavior, behavior is right when your heart is not even controlled by the Father. I've I witnessed that, watched that by the thousands for over 10 years. That people use the presence and the glory of God as a stamp of approval for behavior. Even people going as far as saying, well now I'm in the love glory and I'm redeeming pornography. You're demon possessed. <laughs> the love glory reveals the true nature of man as utterly depraved. It does. Not as good at all. The greater the light, the greater your insignificance. That's why people are freaked out about the greater glory. Because it, it actually exposes your depravity. It doesn't make you look good. It makes you look worse than ever. More undignified than this. You look worse than ever the greater your glory. For a time. Just enough time for everyone to judge you. Everyone to criticize you. It's important that their sinful nature attacks your greater glory. It happened with every single person in the Bible with not one exception. Darkness attacks light. Light came into the world and they hated the light. They attacked the light because their works were evil. What were their works? Just trying to be good people. That's mainly what you deal with in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Covenant Christians, covenant Jews, trying to be good, not overtly bad, obeying the law, going to church, having a good family, everything. But the greater the light, the more it exposes that all the works of the flesh are wickedness. 
And the only true righteousness is the light of Christ shining within us. Who will allow that light to reveal their depravity? Who will allow that light to reveal the nakedness of man without the clothing of the glory? Before you're seen in the glory, you're seen in nakedness. You think you're any better than King David? You're not. You're worse. And no one wants to be revealed as naked, even though that's our actual condition. But when you acknowledge your nakedness, that's true divine humility, and the light turns up and clothes you. And the clothing is an ever-increasing glory by the humbling of yourself. And you're never not naked, because it's always Him. At any point of going from glory to glory that you think it has something to do with you, your foolishness is revealed again. Your pride in the glory is actually worse than it ever was had you never entered the glory. So you're dealing with hyper-sin. You're dealing with super-pride. We say super-prophet, but we're actually dealing with super-pride. Because the glory of God tempts you more than anything else in the world, that maybe there's something about me. The origin of the glory is my flow in the river. The origin of the glory is me speaking the oracles of God. The origin of the glory came out of my heart. Look at me. So the greatest temptation of pride is only tempted after you enter the glory of God. And we have seen thousands of fall after entering the glory because pride eats them up if you can't acknowledge your nakedness continuously your humility will be eaten by snakes and your latter condition will be worse than your first every time and they go back and it's like the worst witches in the world and you got a thousand of these people messaging behind my backs betrayal lies sin why? Because the fallen angels can eat anyone that doesn't stay crucified. Rick Joyner said in the final quest, in this life you can fall from any level on the mountain. And the higher you are on the mountain, the greater the fall if you don't acknowledge your nakedness. The only clothing you have is the humility and grace of the Lord Jesus. Man is utterly naked apart from God. It's that constant awareness of what you are as a creature for your total dependence on Him that keeps you clothed. That's true humility. We have nothing in ourselves that's good. Not one drop. All man's righteousness is filthy rags. And so you deal with pride continuously. And you think, well, I've overcome pride now that I speak in tongues, now that I prophesy, now that I'm in the drunken glory. Now that I'm tasting promised land wine, it's promised land wine. I tell you what, you can still fall away having tasted the promised land wine. 10 out of 12 did. 10 out of 12 of the spies, after tasting promised land wine, still died in the wilderness from unbelief. I mean, we're talking about the hundredfold glory realm, folks. We're talking about the love glory. It's the most dangerous of all. Because the love glory is the brightest light. 
It's the true manifestation of the throne of God because God is love. It's a little different than just dealing with the outer joy glory and the outer peace glory. You can come against that and you're not necessarily coming against God. You're coming against the rings of God that are maybe light years in distance off of his throne. But when you come against the love and the light of his love, you're coming against his heart. You're coming against the holy of holies. And people will come against it, and it'll be the quickest judgment of all time. And you think people get judged and die and go to hell? That's not how judgment works. Judgment from the throne is a cleansing. We love judgment. The white throne judgment seat of Christ is your fastest way to promotion and spiritual growth. And it's a throne that's white of the spotless lamb. How does the bride get spotless? What's the key characteristic of the bride of Christ in Revelation? She's spotless with the Lamb, one with the Lamb's spotlessness. What does it mean? Innocent and pure. Doesn't even talk about being super smart. Doesn't talk about being super revelatory. Doesn't. It just says she's spotless. It's actually the most important thing that you're pure and innocent, having a clear heart. Isn't that what Psalm says? Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? Those who have clean hands and a pure heart that haven't given themselves up to idolatry. There's nothing more idolatrous than religion of the natural man. Putting in your two cents after receiving the word of God into your heart. Adding to scripture. I'm talking about the lamb on the throne, the word of God, the king of kings and lord of lords. Adding to him in your heart. To look good in front of others putting in your part of your soulishness on top of his heart. And you can have him coming up through your soul, and it's him. And then 50% of the time, it's just you. And you're stealing and robbing the glory. Most people, I've witnessed this around the world, rob by using the gifts of the Spirit. Most ministers that I have witnessed, the majority will use what God's given them for self and not the actual throne. It's not about magnifying the throne and the throne taking over hearts. It's about magnifying my soul and my soul conquering other souls. The greatest betrayal of all time does not come from the world, but from the covenant people that use what they've been given for self instead of Christ. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I don't know you. You use my ability to cast out demons, to cleanse the sick, to give accurate words of knowledge, to do all this stuff for self instead of my throne. <laughs> I tell you the truth. Only the holy will see the Lord. Holiness is so critical and crucial that you should really look at it as the most important goal in life. And I'm not talking about you abstaining from all the sins in the world, because that's not holiness. Holiness is the possession of the Holy Spirit from within. And He'll often make you look like the worst of sinners out there in front of these religious hypocrites. He does that on purpose, just to cause them to come under quick judgment. Everyone's a hypocrite except God. There's only one person good on earth, and He is the Holy Spirit, the possessor 
of our hearts and souls and bodies and flesh and bones and blood. The Spirit of God is perfect, and He can make you perfect, and your perfection is in the constant possession of the Holy Spirit. And it means your heart's set apart. It doesn't mean your body's not thrown into the depravity. You could use all the language of the world and have a perfectly clear, clear heart. Ezekiel did. He says, you think you Israelites are clean? You're prostitutes fondling camel's testicles. That's what Ezekiel said in the Bible. He used pornography, XXX rated bestiality to compare the righteousness of the people of Israel. Oh yeah, it's not about the external, how it looks in the forums. You have to see the clarity of the heart. The Father will come in any form to prick you. (laughs) He'll come as a donkey sometimes to convict you. He'll come through the world. He'll come from the least expected places, always intending to humble you and expose your nakedness so he can clothe you with his glory. Everything the Father does your entire life and throughout eternity is so that he can have a greater possession of your heart and mind and soul and flesh. That's what it means to be loved by God. When you're loved by God, he's after your whole heart. He's after your mind. He's attacking your pride. He's attacking your sins. The Bible says, Blessed are they who are disciplined, for they are shown to be the true sons of God. For what father does not discipline his children? Only bastards, Scripture says, are not disciplined of the Father. Those that are illegitimate and do not belong to the Holy Spirit do not know discipline, do not know correction, rebuke. People get scared of being corrected and rebuked. Listen, when you're corrected and rebuked, it reveals that you are the sons of God. It always hurts, but later on, it bears forth the fruit of righteousness. That means you'll be led through all the same temptations of everyone else, except your heart belongs to the Holy Spirit. So He'll convict your heart and He'll purify you as you go through it. He doesn't take you out of the world. He causes you to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, which is the earth. The valley of death is the earth. The surface of the earth is the valley of death. You walk the valley of death. And as you walk through it, his rod, his staff, they comfort your heart. And it defeats your enemies as you walk through death. The only comfort you should have in this world, if you are a disciple of Jesus, is the comforter, the Holy Spirit. They're going to need it. I'm going to send the paraclete, the comforter, the one called alongside to help. And he will lead you and guide you and alter. You don't have anything else in this world. Now, there can be a group of people that have the same Holy Spirit that can come together and help each other. And it gets a lot easier the more people you have in the Holy Spirit burning in their hearts and burning with those resting tongues of fire through their brains. So you want to come together in groups called churches. (laughs) A citywide, national level unity is where we need to go by people that burn in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's not going away. He's intensifying. It's called the parousia, the second coming. It's an ever-increasing presence of the Holy Spirit felt physically burning in the four chambers of the blood of your heart, physically burning as fire in your bones. You should feel the fire of God burning through your forehead. That's the evidence that you're being discipled. 
There will be stuff removed for His presence to burn through you physically in a stronger way. Amen. He takes your flesh with you. It's part of salvation. The soul, the brain, is the connector. And the soul is not just the brain, but the heart and the spinal cord. It's the connector of your spirit, your wind, your breath, your ruah, into your bones and flesh. It's the connector from the spirit world into the natural world. And we have souls so we can bring all the spirit of God through our hearts, brains, and spines and into the natural world and consume everyone else's souls with the glory of Christ within us. The intensification of the fire of God through our hearts will burn up everyone else's hearts. Your heart is the crucial part of your soul that needs to burn first. It's not the brain first. You get the heart first. You get the roots of the mind out of your heart. Your mouth speaks, meaning it doesn't origin. There's no original word that ever comes out of a man or woman's brain. You transform them by the fire of God through hearts. By the Spirit working through hearts, brains and minds are renewed. And so we come upon all nations' hearts with the fire of the Holy Spirit. It's Pentecost 2.0, folks. I will pour out my Spirit in all flesh. It wasn't fulfilled in Peter's day in Acts chapter 2. That was the first parousia, the first coming. Now it will be fulfilled where the fire of God will come like a flood and consume everyone's natural senses into the depths of the human heart. It will deal with all the generations, every DNA, all the RNA, every record of wrongdoing, everything of the nations will be dealt with and judged by the fire of love. (laughs) Yeah, just on the heart topic... um... Because I think I was, even, I did a little bit of Facebook Live today, and actually the uh, the places where I have experienced the most magical experiences are when my heart desire lined up with the Father's heart desire, and it actually enabled heal. Like that's I desired someone's healing so bad, and it was lined up with the Father's heart completely that it actually like made it manifest and the whole refiner's fire judgment seat like the only way you get a 100% unity of the father's heart in you is yeah the refinement the letting go the judgment seats the letting go the letting go the letting go the letting go so that all of our hearts desires are one with the father's hearts desires completely pure and then oh my god yeah he'll judge your spirit and he'll judge your soul and he'll cleanse your flesh (laughs) people have so often demonic influence in their spirit you've heard of evil spirits (laughs) an evil spirit will actually work through your spirit they will filter crap into your hearts and into your brains So we work in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is fire. That is the dominant spirit of all spirits. There is a time coming where people will have their spirit baptized in fire. People run from the presence of the holiness of God because there's demons 
in their spirits. Mm-hmm. And their minds and their hearts have that whole root system going in there. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is run by serpents. It's a dead tree. It's called the flesh. The flesh that runs on dry knowledge, information in the brain, is only held in place and animated and made alive by demons. Demons take care of the roots of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Demons take care of the sap and the trunk and the branches and the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So the tree of life is actually the Holy Spirit. But the kingdom of hell doesn't have a Holy Spirit, doesn't have an omnipresent spirit. It just has flesh with demons in it. So you're dealing with the whole demonic system of hell through all men and women's flesh and children's flesh in the whole world by one Spirit of God. That Spirit of God is so powerful, we haven't seen the full extent of the Holy Spirit's power. We haven't. It's reserved for a people who inherit the kingdom of Daniel chapter 7. The holy people. Keyword, who inherits the kingdom or the dominion of the Spirit? Those that are holy. Meaning, the heart must be innocent. It goes back to the spotless lamb fully formed in a spotless bride. It's not like she's spotless here. It's not like she's spotless here. She's spotless here. You have to be able to see the heart because during the purification of people's hearts, you're dealing with all the ugliness in the spirit realm that's trying to make those people look bad. That You'll be lied to continuously as people and true sons and daughters are disciplined because the false are not disciplined and they're always looking good all the time. You know, they're prospering in finances. They never get sick. They have no problems. That's the way of wickedness, it says in Psalms. The wicked don't have problems. That's what the Bible says. The righteous are continuously suffering for righteousness' sake. That's what Scripture says. So you got all these people justifying their sin by not having problems, by having it easy in Babylon, because they've fully submitted to the spirit of Satan. So Satan's not attacking them. They don't even have spiritual warfare because they're going the path of destruction with all the demons. I see that every day. People justifying their behavior because of how much money they're making or how blessed their family is or how healthy their family is. Listen, health and prosperity is not evidence that you're serving God at all. Paul says, I was sick and nearly died in Scripture. You know, And you're not greater than Paul, trust me. And I'm not saying people are going to get sick now. We're going to heal every sickness and disease. I'm saying there's hardship beyond imagination. The suffering for Christ is so severe, that's why so few have taken the narrow path. Even to this day, you'd think, oh, we've been in the love glory five months. We have lost nearly every single significant financial partner to pioneer the love glory, with only one that remained. I'm just absolutely shocked. And God said it's a brand new beginning. You will lose everything every step of the way. You don't gain, you lose. You gain glory and you lose the world. It's the exact opposite of the beast system that says success is by how much idolatry, silver, gold, and riches are added unto you. Even how many people are added unto you. Listen. Jesus really only had one disciple left at the point of the cross of a perfect ministry for three and a half years. He really had one. And if you include the Marys, a few others. He'd lost the 72. He'd lost the 12. He'd lost everything. 
for obedience to the Father. True obedience means you lose everything in the world. I tell you the truth. And you'll, everyone thinks you're crazy all the time because you're obeying the Father and you're not settling for idolatry as your inheritance. My God, you could have had all this stuff. You could have had it easy. The Father does it on purpose to bring judgment upon Satan's kingdom. You need to understand that. The sons of God have suffered the full extent of the Messiah himself. Your glory is only as great as your messianic suffering. How much can you relate to the Messiah's sufferings? Not because of religion, not because of being an idiot, but because of valuing the glory in your heart above the idols in the natural realm over and over, month after month, year after year. I'm telling you, messianic suffering is the only way the sons of God manifest. These are the most mistreated, misunderstood people. Most of you at the sound of my voice can fully relate. Because it's a company of sons of God here at Red Letter Ministries. That's who we are. And that's why it's just insane misunderstanding and persecution. Because the world hasn't suffered one bit. And worldly Christians haven't suffered one bit for the formation of the glory cloud in their hearts. Which is the very throne room of God the Father. I am seeing the light of the Father rise in our hearts as a covering throne room cloud because our sufferings are complete in Jesus Christ this season. The full manifestation of the love glory is the manifestation of the covering of the throne of God the Father. And everything we've gone through in Babylon the Great was to form this glory cloud of God the Father projected from our clear hearts. Is it a mirror projection? Yeah, your heart becomes perfect crystal clear glass. You have projected and mirrored the fullness of the throne room of God. You have become a spotless bride, not through having it easy, but through ridiculous misunderstanding and suffering and persecution in America. Wow. So that's right where we're at. We're at the place where members of the bride who have suffered the most are going to be revealed by God the Father as a spotless bride. And these are the leaders of the bridal company. These are the sons of God and the government of God. And God will entrust those innocent spotless lambs, those members of the body, with all of his power, all of his authority, and all of his angels. And they'll gather the wheat into the barns. But the weeds will be outside and bound in bundles to be burned. The ones that have not known the sufferings of Christ. The ones that have constantly escaped identification of the glory in their hearts. Because every time you do that, you side with a demon spirit. Every time you do that, you actually choose Satan instead of Christ in us, the glory. And it's the easy path of religion in the world. So you're constantly tested every day of your existence. And it's not too late to change and soften your heart. And ask for forgiveness for not identifying with the glory suffering. Not identifying with the prophetic suffering of being misunderstood because of the depths of wisdom that the Spirit's training you in. All of that can be repented of. All of the worldliness that you've served can be repented of. And you can serve Christ with your whole heart in the river. 
You can be completely set apart in your hearts and all your sins will be forgiven today. I tell you the truth, we're not here to accuse anyone of wrongdoing. We're here to cleanse everyone with the spirit of holiness that raises your hearts from the dead. It literally lifts your existence as a soul above the influence of demons called the realm of the dead. It's called the resurrection. What are you being resurrected from? You're resurrected from demonic influence in your heart, in your spirit, and in your mind, and the cleansing of sickness and disease in your flesh and blood. You're being raised above the demons so that the only influence in your heart become the throne of God and the Lamb. And then and only then will you release the river of life that's crystal clear through your heart that sparkles. And that's what will cleanse the world. Those that have been fully raised in His throne room, made perfect in holiness, made spotless by the working power of the Holy Spirit, raised above the dead to wash the nations through their souls from the high place. And in the high place, you'll find the new Jerusalem. And in the new Jerusalem, you'll find the third temple. And all of those that are made spotless will live in this holy city. And angel power will obey their every word as they speak from on top of the mountains, symbolizing on top of flesh. There is a realm of dominion above the flesh. And in that realm, you'll find the city of holiness. And in that city... There are men and women that fully carry the throne of God and the Lamb. And you'll experience it for yourselves as you begin to repent. As you begin to hear these words and allow them into your heart to remove everything that blocks you from seeing God and blocks you from feeling God. And as you see and feel God, you'll be lifted up in the glory of God and your vision will become clear and you'll see as Jesus sees, you'll hear as Jesus hears and your spiritual senses will be glorified and your natural senses will be crucified with Christ and you'll no longer live as meat sacks, as carnal animals and homo sapien mammals in the earth under the curse. You'll live angelic. You'll live as sons and daughters of the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit gives birth to Holy Spirits. You've been born of the Holy Spirit and the water. Therefore, you live as a Holy Spirit who releases water. Because that's the very nature of the Holy Spirit that you're, John chapter 3, born again of. Amen. So you'd be exactly like the Spirit that conceived you. All you have to overcome is the temptations of the flesh, of your five natural senses that are always trying to deceive you with demonic influence. And the greater your glory, the greater your experience of glory, the higher the level of temptation. Because you can justify it, I feel this, I do that, I have signs and wonders. Listen, none of that matters. What matters is the purity of your heart. I tell you the truth, that is the level of your reward from God the Father is how spotless your heart became by serving the Father's throne. Not by outward works, but by inward purity. How much of the Father was formed in you is your true reward. Everything else is just the world added unto you. It's true. The level of your greatness is the measure you've yielded your heart to God the Father's fire. And that's when the persecution comes. Because they're looking on the outside and you only care about the formation of the Godhead on the inside. 
Doesn't matter what words you use, you'll do anything to protect this pearl of great price. You will guard this above everything else. You have sold the field of your heart for the pearl. And now the pearl will grow in you and take over everything inside you. It will take over your soul, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears. And eventually it will take over your flesh. And that pearl becomes a gateway of your spiritual growth into the city of New Jerusalem, the 12 pearls. It's a lot more than 12. It's anyone who has guarded the pearl of the kingdom inside their heart and let it take over their flesh becomes a pearl gate into the New Jerusalem. And you go right through that person's spirit and you enter into the fullness of the glory of God. Those are true evangelists, the sons of God, who manifest the pearl gates of New Jerusalem. And out of the pearl gates of Jerusalem will flow rivers of living water so that everyone that comes in the city of God is constantly washed, refreshed. They go in and out of the gate, don't they? They go in and out of the gate because they go in and out of us. We are the gates of God. You can see them go in and out. The turnover is like crazy. It's hard for people to walk with me for a month. They go in and out of the gate. They walked into New Jerusalem. I'm out of here. I'm not giving that up. I'll go back into the world, get beat up by demons, slam my head against a brick wall for a season. Maybe I'll see you next year. You're not promised next year. The time has never been shorter. Repent and go through the pearl gates of the sanctified and innocent sons and daughters of God and stay sealed inside the sons of God, inside the pearls, inside the new Jerusalem is made with human beings, not with brick and mortar, but living stones. New Jerusalem comes from within our hearts by manifesting the kingdom of heaven from within. People go in and out of us because they go in and out of the kingdom, in and out of New Jerusalem. But let this people have wisdom and understanding and intimate knowledge of every word I'm speaking to you so you can be sealed inside the pearl gates of the New Jerusalem, the living gates of the sons and daughters of God, so that you you are not lost, but you are saved and sealed in Jesus' mighty name. We could use your financial support. We're literally almost starting over as a ministry. And so it's a brand new beginning for us and you as you partner with the New Jerusalem. Bring your businesses into the New Jerusalem and ask the Holy Spirit. Please test the Holy Spirit in this. In finances, Scripture says, Malachi is here to help you give. Give offerings into the third temple, into the city. And just ask, what am I doing with my finances? Am I still supporting the world? Or am I supporting the apostles? Am I supporting the water temple? Am I supporting the New Jerusalem? Am I actually helping to build the kingdom of heaven on the mountaintops? Or am I doing other things with my finances? And just be convicted in your heart of where you spend your money. Because there's no greater investment than building the city of God that we're building here at Red Letter Ministries. It's the wisest financial decision you'll ever make in your life. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, redletterman.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.